Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. You're tuned in to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. We're here with someone who we love, we're huge fans of, Mr. The One and Only, Tim Heidecker. You said, it, you said we love as opposed to all the people that don't. No. That was the tone. That was no. the, that we love. That when we I, love. Other people feel differently. <laughs> I had yeah. a podcast hey, 15 years ago when you were one of our first guests. That's right. Because you're always at, at the top of my list, even though we've been doing this podcast for three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been asked before. Well, I, you know what? That's the worst part the about doing a podcast is, confusing. is asking people to yeah. do it, as you Did know. You were, were, was it you were intimidated to ask? No. Yeah. Intimidated. Right. She said, Tim, He's not going to want to do Tim it. Tim would never do this podcast. He oh. thinks we're scum. That's what she said. <laughs> that was like her line. No, I just, you know, it's it's an intimate advice podcast, but you well, know Well, you what? both did my podcast. That's right. And that was so so fun and that so was fun. easy and lo- lovely. There was a great clip from that oh, podcast. Oh, I did a Bob Dylan impression. That's yeah. right. I'll be your baby tonight. There's a great clip of uh, Tim really raking me over the coals for not liking the latest Bob Dylan. Well, tour. yes, yes. It was, I was, it, it got my goat. Well, what's really Which funny. is good when people come on and get my goat. That's what we want. Well, yeah. And we would love you to get our goat if that's even an option. <laughs> we'll see it's what actually right there. In front of it ha- you. Oh, the- <laughs> you are a Bob Dylan apologist, though. Well, he is a good artist. <laughs> He's classically thought of as a good artist. It's whatever you like, you know. It's 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 everyone's into the, into their own thing. We I probably like Taylor would, Swift. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. Like I've tried there. I've tried that 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 uh, Swift world, and it's not for me. You know. Oh, I that's appreciate such a, that's that's such a good way to say it. See, I can't say it without like malice. Right. But let me ask you this. You have two kids. I've met them. Very cute. Very sweet. Your daughter is like reminding me of my kid a little bit. Uh-huh. She's like full of, you know, life and energy. Yes, yeah, so you got to do a, a reading I with her. I did a reading we, with it her. It was her, debu- her stage debut. She was yes. great. She was good. She was okay, yeah. Were you drilling her and stuff like pet stage mom? Kind we of ran stuff? it over and over and over and over again. I'm like Brian Wilson's dad. I noticed that you were... <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that, yeah, if she didn't deliver a line the way you wanted it, you were making like hand signals. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Like the cut, throat cut signal yeah. and stuff. Wait, no, but was, my question is, how do you get your kid to like cool music? Do you, is that a, a thing? Um, you just play it. When my daughter was really young, when I would drive her to preschool, I would play good music and what I consider good music. And some songs she'd just spark to. One was Veronica by Elvis Costello, Ooh. which I love Elvis Costello. And, that was cool. I was, and she kept asking for that song. So, and then she kind of like realized that I love the Beatles and would and would you know say, "Let's put on the Beatles. Let's put on you know." She never so resists she, specific music in order to torture you. Not yet. I feel like that's pr- that's like teen years. I got coming. it going on right now. Oh, oh really? no, she's yeah. like oh, yeah. kids bop, kids, kids bop. bop. I accidentally yeah. played kids it for bop her. Kids bop is a poison. I hate that. And they, but they think it's funny. Like there's this kid that kids bop. I guess does every song. They remake, songs they remake songs in an almost indistinguishable remake. It sounds for some almost of it, the for same, sure, yeah. And but just, they just a little worse. Yeah. Get the N word out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they let the kids do that. They let the kids fill that. In. But you can't even tell. All you do, all you think is like, "Huh, Thriller is worse than I remember." And right, then you realize, right. Oh, this isn't yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah, and then there's like now they're into these like sort of. I don't know if it's actually Alvin and the Chipmunks, but there's like there's maybe it is. 
because they kind of rebrand, they kind of relaunched Alvin. But there's that that style of the pop songs that have come out on right, on like pitched Spotify. up. Yeah, pitched up. Oh, I see. And they think that's really funny, so they blast that. But you know what? I did this. Um, my daughter's ten, and she's just she's she's like into Hot Topic, and she's into like dyeing her hair a little bit, but very like Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, she won't listen to Office Hours. Yeah, she's, no, she's a big Ben Shapiro now. Yeah, she's getting red pilled, but <laughs> she's she's just like flirting with teen years kind of stuff. Like, just, but she's still very much a kid. Like, very can still play with toys and watch kids movies and stuff. But there's like she's into like you know baggy sweatshirts and stuff and sort of jewelry and stuff. And it's all very feels all very healthy. But I gave her my old AirPods, and so now she's walking around the house like. Listen, like, and do you know what she's listening to? Again, probably kids bop. No, there's there's <laughs> these guys A R A J R. I think they're called. Do you mm. know these? They're, they're very big with with like older kids, like older, like ten to fifty to twelve or something. Tim said something really interesting to me. I saw him at a party, and I was complaining yeah, about baby. technology. You're a big party. Huh? Where I'm every. I mean, which one? That's yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah. What night of the week? And Tim, you were like, I was like, yeah, the YouTube, it's so fucked up. The kids are watching it. And you're like, you know what? This is going to be their world. Mm-hmm. They got to figure it out. Well, they watch like garbage. Yes, like my and son I never watches... thought of it like that. But you're right. It's their world. They're right. going to have to deal with it. Right. And they're going to look back on that and being like, what was I? Th- that was lame. So. I remember when I used to have coherent thought. I was watching. The thing that happens with the YouTube specifically is that they set up this like play next algorithm yeah where you start off with something that you're comfortable with and then all of a sudden they're watching like a a gucci bag unpacking from like a russian national see i I feel like we've got it (laughs) dialed in with the algorithm i don't i mean i don't monitor it that closely but i can see the history and it always seems like like he gets on this ryan's world show Uh that's i mean it's all gross and shitty but um it's just that you know ryan's world no it's a kid who opens up stuff and uh-huh. plays in his backyard and why does. are they opening things they want you know it's the mystery of what's in the box i guess that's the, the but, core of it and like right but, i'm like kids and, don't want to open presents <laughs> it's like that's all they want to do <laughs> like my kids like is there thanksgiving presents like she just wants presents every day right I, I i was listening to a video i was driving and all of a sudden like i said it was like a russian couple and they were talking about gucci products but for eight-year-olds and then, and then they mentioned um, that Ukraine was always and always will be a part of the Russian oh, state. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No. But it felt that way. Well, my my daughter does. I mean, we get her a lot of Gucci because it is the quality. <laughs> yeah, no. The quality is very good. It's, yeah. and it's gonna last. <laughs> it's gonna last a long time. No, she's a Gucci girl for sure. Yeah. Wait, but so your daughter? The word I was looking for was precocious. Would you call her that? I don't. Well, like I'll a little bit ahead of her. Like you know, yeah. just like so. Our child is five, and yesterday. She was like in a really good mood in the morning and she was like, Mom, can someone kill themselves? And I wow. was like, Isn't that precocious? Yeah. Can you think about a classic <laughs> precocious behavior? And you I was like, rascal. Oh, I don't really like that. To- I mean, this, this is the kind of thing like I need a script for because I don't yeah. know. It's like, I don't really like that. She's like, you and I go let's 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 talk about something. She goes, "You better tell me, or I'll kill myself." Oh. And I was like, "What?" And then immediately she pivoted to she goes, "Can I rip off my vagina and sew on a penis?" And I was and so we tried to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. This was just like Moshe's sleeping. It's like eight fifteen. I'm we, like just trying to get her to brush her teeth. And we tried to get to the bottom of it. We figured out it was from a kids' pop song. 
the, these yeah. are lyrics from a kid's pop song. <laughs> no, but she was at school for one day after Thanksgiving break, and she had all this. Im- but I don't know. How like, do you answer that, Tim? Do you have? I bet you Marilyn would be good. Can at Can you? Probably not physically. But do you, you even probably can't do it physically? You can but try you, all you might, but I don't know. There's not enough to grab onto. No, you can kill yourself though. That's <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about the, yeah, the, the vagina. Yeah, the we're vagi- doing two different topics. But she just—I yeah. mean—but it was one question, and I was right. just like, "What was the question?" The, the question the was question. immediately, "Can I kill myself?" Yeah. And if you don't tell me, I'm going to kill myself. And then immediately was like, "Can I also rip off my vagina and sew on a penis?" Right. So let's, how would I? How let's, would I, let's, I mean, do let's you, break those down into two part. A uh, two part. Can you? Yes, you can. A person can kill. You themselves. would tell the five year old. Well, that? Uh, let me think about this. Okay? okay. Let me. There's no reason to be. This isn't like. I'm not on crossfire. <laughs> but it is crossfire because she's sitting across from a bowl of oatmeal asking you in the morning yeah. before she's going to school. You have to answer now. Well, there are people that you know. It is. It's something called suicide, and people that do it. <gasps> I can't say that. Uh, um, are very, very, very sad, and are have and a lot, and are sick, and have um, a lot of problems. And if you ever feel that way, it's it means that that you are sick, and that you should tell mommy, and we can talk about it. But you would immediately slough it off to mommy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell no, mommy, don't tell I'm dad. I'm telling you what sure you don't. should say. Don't tell dad. Talk about yourself in the third. Daddy's not yeah, available for that conversation. Leave me out of it. I'll be. <laughs> I'm doing office hours, so I can't. I talk bring about home the bacon. Okay, <laughs> daddy don't have time for. Suicide and frankly, stuff. I'll be honest with you. It'd be nice to have a few less mouths to feed. <laughs> I'm not. Ex- I'm not saying anything. Okay, so so you actually be real because that's I. I know that's right. Like the plain and simple. Yeah. A- answering. Yeah, so then so. she so then she or he looks at you and says, "Okay, daddy, thank you for that information. Can I rip off my vagina and create turn it into a penis?" <laughs> no, what? sew a penis on. Right. Not well, you probably no you can't. But some no. people do. But there are people that do that and uh if you, you know, I I, I don't know, I would kind of pl- brush it off. Mm-hmm. Brush gonna, that one off. They're going to forget about it. Right. And if you want to know more about that procedure, talk to mommy. Yeah. Daddy also <laughs> yeah, will not yeah, talk to you yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, laugh it off. Say, change the subject. Like, they're just, they're not really. She doesn't pers- really want to know. Yeah. And I know that she asks me these things because she can see my whole body tense up. Right, <laughs> like, right. Because I don't. She's like trolling. <laughs> She's trolling yeah. me. I would think there's just a, curi- a natural curiosity at that point about your body and life and like, can I eat my own? Why don't I? Why can't we eat poo? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that one is for daddy. Yeah, that's, that's a question <laughs> for daddy for sure. <laughs> and then the other thing we did with our kid, maybe you can relate to this. We've been trying to get her to behave in the morning and not whine. Well, behave because- is a very loaded term. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, behave. I asked my friend. I was like, "Does your kid like wine in the morning?" And he was like, "That's like drinking wine." <laughs> yeah, she loves wine in the morning. Does your kid like wine in the morning? Well, no. we do non-alcoholic oh, wine. Yeah. We're not animals, but we're trying to get her right. palate ready taste, for yeah. yeah. No, but he has a kid the same age as me. He's like, "Oh, that's what they do." Like, you know, because I'm like right. wanting her to be cool and not complain. So we have this thing where we're like, okay, you can have a yes day. Well, I didn't know this was a movie. I just heard another mom talking about it. I think that Natasha, before we say that, just I think Natasha sometimes holds our child to standards of behavior that are uh, an adult. Like right. She went to a friend's house. Treating and, like the kid like an adult. Well, like Just expecting yeah, her to yeah. have adult reactions. Like right. we went to a friend's house and... Our kid was like, oh, I like her bedroom better. I like her. She has a better house. And then Natasha, rather than saying like, you know, oh, whatever, changing the subject to like ripping off your vagina or something like that, something easier to talk about, was like, 
I spent a lot of time and energy oh, designing yeah, this home. No. This home, <laughs> to me, with my aesthetic, I was no. like, she doesn't give a fuck about yeah, it. No, yeah. it made her stop saying it. It worked? I said it really hurts my feelings because I work really hard and I you know, spent all this time decorating it and I wanted it to be really cool and I thought you would think it was good when you were in the- Yeah, I, I would just... <laughs> I got a little too emotional. Yeah. Okay, so yesterday you were okay, saying. Okay, so we got this yesterday, and so she's been building up for it for three weeks, and then finally Moshe She and earned I, it. It was like if you don't it. whine for two straight weeks of school in the <laughs> in morning, the morning then you can, then sure. you can a, sure. accrue a yes day yeah, where we're not allowed to say no. Right, and so we decided this day, Sunday, we yep. were both home. And like we a, thought she was going to be like, I want, like, I want breakfast for dinner. I want to go to a toy store. And very quickly. All day long. Like, just acting like a rude aristocrat. Yeah. Her feet were on the uh, table. Well, it's my yes day. Butler, give me my drink. Well, she's playing. She's playing. <laughs> that's playing. Yes. That's, but she, that's it, a character. But then it she watched very Netflix all day long. Oh, it's so lame. And then she wanted to go to Target and got three LOL surprise dolls. <laughs> and one of them was a drone. <laughs> and it was just droning around the house. Uh, and I think we were kind of hurt. Yeah. Because we thought she was going to do something edifying and, like, something, like, was cool. there a cap to it? Like if she had said, I want to go to Disneyland. Would we you already to told Disneyland? her we weren't. There was a cap. We said, we said no weapons. Right. Um, you can't buy anything that's financially destructive to our home. Okay. Like you can't get a horse, for right, example. Sure. <laughs> uh, n- nothing permanent. And we're, we're not allowed to say no, but we are allowed to say parental override. Right. So those are the rules. But it was funny that we thought it would be this like, co- I remember in the Cosby show, they would always do these like social experiments um, with the, their kids and then they would like learn a cool lesson huh. so I kept expecting like her to go like this was so fun dad yeah I had pancakes for dinner but I didn't expect her anticipate her turning into like literally a like uh, Roman emperor yes exactly <laughs> like more grapes boy yeah. <laughs> and then we couldn't say no and it was just kind of like it was yeah. just a little upsetting for both of us I think have I you ever done anything like that oh that was uh, the that's the that's I don't the know tradition. no I, I feel I, like you ever done you, a yes day no, because here's the thing. I've been I around your kids. I don't think it was that structured. Your kids are cool. And I know that Marilyn is like a really good mom. And she's even given me some advice before. So I don't know. I just thought maybe you'd have a little bit I'm trying to think. I, I'm, I'm a little bit the big brother in the house. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of just try to stay out of the way and be a, be helpful as much as I can. And and uh, and go and work and, and, and uh, provide. But, I mean, I'm trying to like, yes, I... I was actually talked about this with Millie the other day because I said, I, I said, you know, I raised my voice or something. I did something like, hey, that's enough. You know, like I do, I do know how to assert myself. Bring the hammer. Bring the hammer down. And I brought it up to Millie. It's like, yeah, sometimes I, I can, I raise my voice. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you have to do. That's what she said yeah, to you? Yeah. Oh, She's I really like mature. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to, uh, you'd have to set some, some, some standards here, you know. And and I and I can I think I'm good at regulating that. Like last night, uh, my son was pinching me on the arm, and he was f- having fun doing it, and it was annoying. But I was kind of letting him do it because he was kind of laughing. He was just pinching my arm, but then he pinched me really hard, and it like actually hurt, like it hurt. I go, that's en- that's enough. That hurt me, and you don't want to hurt people, right? And you could see him kind of internalize that. It wasn't like I yelled at him, but I you could he felt the shift that it wasn't everything was okay. It was that was too much. You went too far. Um, shame on you. Never forget this moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll See, bring it up. It's so hard no. to not little, go into that. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I can. I've, I feel good. I can regulate that sort of like, hey, enough. And then they they pick up on that and they know that like, 
All right, we don't want to like get into we don't want to get into a whole thing here. Let's just back off. Our kid will do this thing where she knows what we're attempting to get her to and she will troll it. So I'll say like, you know, when you spoke like that to mom, like would you like to be spoken to like that? She'll go, "Yeah, I'd love it." Yeah, I like that. Oh. And there's what can you really do about that right. other than just start screaming, which is what yeah, I do. Yeah. I go, "No, you don't like that. You don't like that." Well, the thing is you're going to she's just going to age out of that I would think you Let's know hope. I mean either or, that or, or she won't and she's worse. a monster and we just found that out on this podcast yes that could be there's always that um, well listen we have some people who want to talk to you yeah Uh-oh. but this they, kind of parental wisdom we're going to bring that to our callers okay I'll do my best unless there's anything else you wanted to mention no I mean nothing on the nothing on my oh top I'm, of my head. I'm curious well actually go ahead yes no well I wanted to know okay you have a 10 year old and your your comedy and your music yeah. is the music is sophisticated. The comedy is it's extremely. That's what it, that's what they say. It's sophisticated. <laughs> well, I'm just no. saying it's not like kids bop. Sure, it's not yeah, exactly yeah. kids bop. Right. Your comedy certainly isn't kids bop comedy. Right, right, right. Do, does she like your comedy and or music, and which does she like more? Uh, I don't I don't know what I don't. She hasn't seen a lot of the comedy. The um, she's seen stuff here and there. Like I don't sit down and show them stuff. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes they'll see stuff what I'm working on. They're very into office hours. They like going on office uh-huh. hours and, and coming on and being on TV, basically. You know, they're on like, it. Sometimes, like they'll come down. Millie will come down and sit in and kind of freeze up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just like look at herself in the monitor. Um, sometimes it's sweet. My kids will like sing one of my songs, and they'll like, so it's like you know. But they're I, I'm not. I don't for. I don't like expose them to too much intentionally it's just around well know? some of your songs have been coming up on my spotify oh, that's nice what is your latest album can you talk about that well the, it came out last year uh high school it's called high school yeah wait but what was the one before that glendale uh well it was in glendale and then in there was glendale. fear of death oh and there we was, should play that for our child yes that seems perfect <laughs> dr- dr- drive that in i just wanted to share quickly because i don't know when i'll ever talk about this that thing we did, that reading we did. Yes. It was it was for the Bob Baker Marionette Theater, like a benefit for them. And it was a reading of this of an episode of Bewitched, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And, and your daughter played one of the one of the trick or treaters. Yeah. And it was this Halloween thing. It was like a, it was a Halloween episode of that show. It was a very sweet night and some friends of ours were all reading it. Very child friendly. Very child friendly. I am asked to read the part of Darren, who's like the the, the husband on that show. And I agree. I said, sure, I'd love, to, I love that theater. I love the people there. But do I put any effort or work into this <laughs> reading ahead of time? No, no I no, didn't either. No. You, you, so I just saw that I was playing the grandma, even though we're the same age. You yeah. played the young person. <laughs> but you can do the thing with your fur coat. You can do your th- thing with your fur coat. Once I saw but, the ages, I just stopped reading and practicing. Well, um, they must have seen Chelsea's movie. That's why. I mean, <laughs> no, I didn't kidding. care. No, I would have rather no, played the fun no, lady, but I'm just but, saying. I thought that was interesting. I didn't really read. Let, the point is, I didn't really read the script. I read the first few pages. I get this. He's like the husband on Bewitched. I will read it. Kind of do a cold. <laughs> I'll do like a cold read, basically. And it's just, which I've done many times. You could do it. It's just you read, and you're kind of reading ahead a little bit as you're, as you're doing it. Well, about a third of the way through this particular episode... Darren turns into a werewolf, <laughs> which I didn't, you didn't realize know that at all. In. I didn't know that at all. 
<laughs> Tim was working so hard, and not only he keeps turning into a werewolf. Yeah, like back and forth, and so I'm like Rick, like like a second before I do it, it says you know Darren turns like starts howling at the moon. I'm like, here we go. I've never done this. You know, and it's like you didn't I think can... that it was possible that the straight man in a show that about a man married to a witch that might have something <laughs> yeah, magical yeah. happen in the Halloween episode. Yeah, I know. I should have again. No thought. That no is prep. such a funny reveal in a cold in a cold but read. Honestly, be like, I'm just a guy. I'm just yeah, a yeah. major in the army, just yeah. talking, doing dialogue. Oh, okay, I'm a wolf. I'm <laughs> yeah, a wolf, yeah, and it's yeah. a transition. But that should have given you confidence. Now you can like go into even like a Judd Apatow reading and I be like, hope, yeah. you know, I can just like wing this because you killed yeah, it. Yeah, it, I, 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 I'm not here to to boast about it, but it was just a you were you the, were there. The how was, was organic? It, yeah, felt, it felt real. real. It did maybe, not feel like I think a, if I a over, shocked how. I mean, maybe if I overthought it too much, if I you know over prepped, it would have been stale. Just had a realization right now, Darren must have been as surprised as you were that he turned into a <laughs> when werewolf. he got the script. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actor, I'm, no, yeah. I'm saying that oh, the character right. himself. Sure, he's not, he's not anticipating his Halloween ending sure. in, in wolf fur. But yes. I will say that that Millie got a big laugh on one of her lines, Ooh. and I remember I was I was up there watching. You were just in the audience. You were not in, asked to. I read. was not asked to do it. <laughs> I, and if I was asked to do it, Bob Baker, I would have prepared the role. <laughs> An actor prepares as the, the book that I wrote. Um, she got a big <laughs> laugh, and I remember going like, "Oh, she nailed that!" Like it felt I was I, I was I was vicariously proud of her. I was like, "Oh yeah, that yes. for her first time on stage to get." Oh, a everybody! Was, I think everybody had the energy of like, "This is cool." This yeah. is, and have her being backstage and kind of. By the way, these sippy cups. Do these? Did, do, does this infantilize, infantilize yes. me a little bit? It's so sippy, like, like I'm a child. It's, well, it's yesterday, so I went, like the toddler. I'm not thing. pro straw. I went to a. Here, I'm just gonna do that. I'm just be like, this is just a cup with stuff in it. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Better. That's much more manly. I I went to a a, per, a pharmacy yesterday, and it was right by a Starbucks. And the only parking available was the um. Star, it was sign signage that said Starbucks pickup on, mobile app order only. <laughs> and it was, the only, was a lot of words. Uh, there was a lot of words. It was a big sign. And I parked there, and I started to, to think if someone said something, that my response would be. I don't respect the authority of the Starbucks parking uh, <laughs> yeah. administration. I, I, well, that would have been clever. You would you never think? have done it. I wouldn't have. I would have no. just run. Moshe no. loves to think about what he would say if someone says something bad to him. Yeah. That's like something he's always like I, I win churning. a lot of arguments. I would like to have that loaded up. I have a, a short story about being confronted and yelled at oh, by yeah. somebody. I was at, uh, I was bowling with Charlie on a Saturday. Your and, other kid. Yeah, my other kid. And uh, that sounds fun. He's five. We yeah, do he, that with our kids. He's seven. Oh, he's seven. But sure, bull with a five-year-old. <laughs> what do I uh, care? And and he doesn't use the bumpers. He's really into it. He tries his best he can. But a lot of times the ball gets kind of stopped in the middle. You know, like in the you know it goes the it goes in the gutter and it just kind of hangs out. So you know you call the you press the button call the guy. And this had happened a couple times. And I'd seen this other lane where a family walked. A guy walked down. In like kind of straddled the the um, sure the two bumpers the 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 gutters and just gave it a little roll and it was fine and I was like yeah I should just next time this happens I'm not going to bother this guy I'm just going to go do it but I felt weird doing it because it feels very much like um, this is not an area I should be going down but I go down there I give it a little tap I come back as soon as I start walking back dude comes beelining for me Mm. and you know what he says he says. Have you ever been bowling before? <laughs> I swear to fucking God. I couldn't believe it. Like, This is his world, hon. Of course. 
<laughs> of course I like, but I didn't, but I just said, yeah, you know, I didn't, I could have said, yeah. of course I've been bowling before. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. If, immediately. I'm sorry. Uh, I saw this other, and I said the thing that you're not supposed to say when you do something wrong. I saw somebody, somebody else, else do, do it. it. I saw somebody else do it. And he goes, well, did you see me talk to him? I go, no. and I'm getting, now I'm getting like, like pet, like, uh, like, you know, full red, full ready to rage Is out. Is your kid watching this? Yeah, but oh, I don't know if he can works. pick up on the. Okay. And I said, no, I didn't see you talk to him, which I really didn't. And he goes, well, do you want me to take time off your game? Oh my God. And I go, yes, that's fine. Please do. Like that, then, then my anger came out. Yeah. I'm like, go ahead. It was that kind of response. Go ahead, take game. If that makes this better for you, take some time off my game. God knows I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and and I'm done bowling. And that was it. Did he take time off the game though? I guess. I don't know. I was, it was hard. Oh, uh, I, yes. I hate when some girl everybody, a have you ever shop, been yeah. bowling before? Everybody's a king of their little fiefdom. Like yeah. everybody's the master of their domain. I hate that. It's very hard because I always think I'm not going to show any anger. What I usually do, like this woman was really rude to me at a coffee shop recently, like a hipster coffee shop. I was trying to buy something and she was just like being really rude. And I was just like, you're really cool. And I just walked away. Like it's very immature. Yeah. And I try to like, I always try to be like, all right, the dude is working at a bowling alley. So I do, I do feel like a little, you know, He's probably not where he wants to be either. You know what I mean? I think it sounds like he definitely Maybe is. he does. Like it sounds like it's his <laughs> complete know. kingdom. Yeah. It sounds like he could sense that you think that about him. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I hate that. When I was a little kid, I bowled. My dad took me bowling, and I bowled a... What's a good score? 300? That's the perfect score. I think I bowled like a, a 40 or something yeah. really bad. And sure. I was like five years old, and the guy behind the counter, the, the very guy that yelled at you, uh, said... What happened? He goes, did you drop the ball on your head? And it was so, I was so humiliated. And like, you were five. I was five. I couldn't have been more. It's than really five. hard to do. Yeah. To, to do that as a five. It's very. It's a very heavy ball. That's what I should have said. Yeah. It's a heavy ball. I have small arms. <laughs> yeah. my, my strength hasn't. I've never really yet. done this before. Have you ever been bowling before? Yeah. I asked him. Do you know this? That, I'm the sorry, honey. That is so rude. It's a. It was a. It was a moment. All right. Well, listen. We have some people waiting in the wings to talk to us to ask Tim some questions. Yes. Let's get into it. Can we uh, take a call? Are you down for that? Yes. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Do you like wasting unnecessary money? Uh, you know I don't. Well, I don't either. And when we found Rocket Money, it allowed us to start saving money that we were spending on literally nothing. People have been talking about Rocket Money everywhere I go. Everyone's doing it. You can find out what you subscribe to that you didn't remember you subscribed to that you've been paying $8.99 a month to for the past six years that has added up to several hundred dollars, sometimes thousands. You can try this for free for 30 days. Just enough time to try it and then you'll forget about it. But actually, over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for ones you don't use. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? I mean, most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to 200 And people like me and you, Moshe, probably even three or 400 because I am not paying attention half the time. I'm a busy, frazzled mother, and whatever will make my life a tiny bit easier, I'll just say, you know what? I'll go on the road one more time to pay for this. Well, Rocket Money... The personal finance app will help 
find and cancel those unwanted subscriptions. It'll monitor your spending and it'll help you lower your bills all in one place. It makes life easier. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. That's rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. Rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. We're going to call Tina in Toronto. Love Toronto. It's actually Toronto. Toronto? Soft T. No. Oh, Is it really? really? That's, Officially? That's how I've understood it. That's how Let's it's find been out. explained to me. I feel like we can find out. Hey, Tina. Hi, Tina. Hi there. Hey, we're here with Tim Heidecker. We would love you to pronounce the name of the city you live in. Toronto. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Are you so, Canadian? But but uh, uh, is is it not true that some people say drop the hard T at the end? So it's Toronto? They do. They do. I, I just thought I was being quizzed. Sorry. I wanted uh, to say formally. Oh, you wanted to translate it for uh, a, a United States of America audience. We would be confused exactly. if you said Toronto. Once again, I'm right. Yeah, you got this one. <laughs> uh, so, Tina, how can we help you? Yeah, thanks so much for talking to me today. I've got a question about a friend of mine. So I'm thinking of breaking up with my friend over bad texting etiquette. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And this seems like a kind of a strange reason. So let me give you a bit of background. Um, this is a long-term friend that also lives in Toronto. Um, she just said it right. Like I, how that's you said right. It. Yes. That was good. Wow. I barely knew what you were saying. She lives where? Yeah, sorry. So um, uh, I don't see this. This is like a long-time friend. I don't see her very often, like a once-a-month kind of thing. And I'm fine with that. Like everybody's got their busy lives. Um, but she's not very good at texting me back. Like she'll text back once a week, once every two weeks. I don't know why people do this. If somebody texts me, I'll text them back like same day or next day, but whatever. The last time I texted her was over a month ago. I said, Hey, do you want to come over? We're having a gathering at my place. It'd be great to see you. Um, and she didn't respond for a month. And then when she finally did respond, it was on my birthday, but she forgot my birthday. And it's like, hey, I'm sorry. I've been so busy. I, I forgot to press send. Mm. Um, let's get together this week. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, it's just texting, but it kind of feels like, I don't know, she's not interested in being my friend enough to even message me back or know what my birthday sure. is. So <laughs> I mean, that feels that feels more the issue than the texting. I feel like your prioritization. Yeah, I mean, uh, the friendship doesn't seem very healthy. Don't move to Hollywood. If, if, <laughs> this is how everybody oh, really? treats you when something great isn't going on. Mm. I mean, really? I, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm that, that's, it's a joke. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it does definitely feel like... Um, but you don't want to confront them, right? I do. You know what I do when somebody doesn't write me back? I send them the... Um, there's, oh, an, yeah. there's an emoji with the eyes looking like this. Oh. Like, hey, look look over here. Right. I just texted you, motherfucker. Side eye. It works so... It works like 100% of the time. Mm. Like, okay, like a nudge kind of thing. Like yeah, a like, what, what's up? It feels like it, you yeah. should just kind of let this friendship die on the vine. Like, I don't even know if it... seems like it doesn't need a closure. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's just me, but it's like, you know, you just don't... Like, if you're... If, it seems like you're initiating a lot of these hangs. 
it's true. I am. I'm so, always like, hey, let's grab a drink. Yeah, like, like stop oh, doing like, that yeah. and see what happens after six months. Or just text her and directly say, I would like to hang out with you today, and you'll never hear from her again. Right. It will organically end <laughs> well, itself. I feel like your question is, should you just let it die on the vine, or should you confront her and just... Because it would probably feel slightly good because in your head you're like, I'm going to tell her this. I'm going to say, listen, it really seems like you don't want to be my friend. So like that's never my style, but some, I think, yeah. some people do get something out of that. I don't know. I've done that before with friends over larger things. Like I'm okay to confront if it's something that's like, you know, but this seems like kind of that in between, like, like it's like a small deal, but it's pointing to a bigger deal. Like, you know, she doesn't really care enough about me kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, yeah, hate, so, I really yeah. personally hate confrontation. So if something is just kind of naturally <laughs> disintegrating, like don't, don't uh, feed it the manure to let it grow. Just let it die on its own. That's I've, interesting. I've that's never, not what Moshe does. Moshe's no, that's always not true. Like, really? I'm, I, I'm always against having a conversation where you tell someone you don't want to have conversations with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, what, like when people do that with their exes, I need to call my ex to get closure. If you're not talking to him, you have closure. It's closed. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think sometimes with friendships, I have noticed that they end before one of the parties realizes it. Like, it's possible you're already not friends with this person. You just don't, you just are realizing it a little bit later than her. And so I think Tim's right. You just, I mean, this problem has taken care of itself. You just stop texting them. They'll never text you again. You can move on with your life. I also think like, like friendship is very um, dependent on common interest and things that, that you both connect with. So if you're just text, if all the relationship is, is like maintaining what the idea of the relation, the friendship is, it's not like, oh, I just, I saw this, I read this book that you'll love or, you know, it's, or, or this thing happened to me that you would think was funny or like it needs to be nurtured by experience and shared interests. And it's I not just about like maintaining a, a relationship that existed for one reason or another in the past. And then also, I think it's not just her texting etiquette. It feels like texting is how we communicate. It's how we yeah, hang yeah. out. So it's basically her. You know, it's not just you're breaking up over the texting etiquette. And if she asks you to do something, maybe then you could say, oh, um, sure. I just then could she say something like oh, if she if she initiates and yeah. says something, because there is a possibility. There are people in the world. There's like. There's good texters, medium texters, and bad texters. I'm kind I, of a bad texter. I wouldn't. Well, you should write a book about that. Yeah, this could be good. <laughs> <laughs> so there are there are three. It's called are three it's levels? called bowling with Charlie. <laughs> uh, my guide to online communication. But it's true. I have people like you get on a, a text chain. You mm -hmm. must be on some hot text chains. Absolutely. Aren't there aren't there like one or two people in there that like one's a lurker. Right. Yeah, they just they don't I'm contribute. The lurker. They don't <laughs> contribute. They don't contribute. Yeah. I in fact I'll I was, do a ha ha. I was on a text chain and I won't say who was on it or what it was about, but there was some shit talking going on and there was one lurker and then somebody sidebarred with me and was like, Hey I don't know the lurker that well. Yeah. We're talking a lot of shit about a lot of people. He just seems like he's sitting in the back collecting. Seems like I need to get on this thread. Unless you're <laughs> talking shit about me. No, 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 no. Never, never. Um, so I just, it's possible that it's less personal. You're not wrong that she's not prioritizing you. 
and even a person that's a bad texter can find the motivation to text someone back when it's an like important to them person but it's possible that it's less personal than you think and this person just is sort of inconsiderate and isn't targetedly going looking at your text going i don't give a fuck about her i'll text her on her birthday that she's just sort of passively inconsiderate and everybody has what does she do for a living if you don't mind me asking great question and what's her name (laughs) she's like i don't know i don't know her that well yeah she's a what urban planner yeah. I mean, some people are like very strict about their uh, their social life versus their work life. And they're like, well, during work hours, I don't. I'm work not, hours. What's another word for work hours? Office hours. Yeah. Office hours. That's office right. hours. Office you hours. listen to office hours? Tim's uh, podcast. Yeah, right? I, I do. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not really a different word for that. Office hours is a specific <laughs> time on college campuses. <laughs> I'm just trying to, to talk to, to professors. I'm just trying to toss you a bone over here. I don't need here. a plug. You, yeah, come on. I'm now, you, now, Tim, you told me you do a podcast. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, and, and listen, no, but you so it's like, yeah, I, I, I can understand certain people being like, I have friends, like I have a friend who's an architect. Yes, that's true, folks. Wow. I do. And I know that I'm probably not going to hear from him during the day um, because he's like very, he's like busy with work and it's not like, it's not social. Like our lives are a little different. It's like social and work kind of flow within each other. And um, we don't have, you might say, office hours. <laughs> Wait, I will tell you though, I have some people who, like some moms I've met that like are always bombarding me with texts and I just don't respond, don't respond, don't respond. And if they stopped, if they stop texting me, I'll never reach out. So if <clears throat> you can just stop and then if this person reaches out, then maybe you can go and do the thing if you want to. And you can even say, oh, I don't know. I just you never really. I don't know if she asked you. No, but to, to what Tim was saying, I have noticed me. I'm a very nostalgic person. I care a lot about like loyalty and time spent. And so I have this whole category of people in my life that we're not actually friends on any standard other than nostalgia. Uh, yeah, I'm That's the opposite it. of that. You, like, you'll I, move on. I've moved on from older friends because there wasn't anything, like I said earlier, there wasn't anything enriching the friendship. It was it was all like, hey, remember that time yeah. we went right. to this? But sometimes those people are good to have around when some, you know, when you get cancer in 50 years. <laughs> right. wanna, like, hey, remember when you were healthy? <laughs> that could be. Remember when be. you were breathing on yeah, your own? Yeah. That was a fun those area. Those were the good days. Maybe I'll no, keep her around for that reason. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I agree with, I think you're right, Tim. I think <clears throat> a nostalgia friendship isn't actually a friendship. It's just a, it's trying to keep an ember alive of something that died a long time ago. So, Tina, if you want this person in your life, do you want this person in your life? That's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Like my first idea was to kind of not text her back for a month and then kind of like hope that she's like, oh, this is how it feels. I'm going to change like kind of like petty. And listen, it's a vacuum. So if you get rid of this even mentally, it'll make room for new friends. Like I made a new friend recently and it's really nice and feels good. I love that. Good. I have that. You love a new friend? Yeah. I have a few new friends that came in through the music I do and, and, and touring and stuff and it's great. I mean, they're a, it's a new energy. It's a new person to get to know. It's you know, it's all yeah, and not getting hung up on this old thing that's just always going to leave you unsatisfied. You know, I it's mean, that's true. rude. I'm having right. people over at my house and they don't even write back. I've definitely, I I've definitely written a lot of texts going, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Just seeing this now, and I never <laughs> have done it. It's always true. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not exactly true. I definitely did see it then. Right. But it like disappeared into into somewhere and I have a brain like that. It's it's hard. I mean, te- texting is it, there there's a lot some like you said with the group text, sometimes there's totally meaningless texts that really don't need your attention but are fun and and almost recreational and just hanging out on you know, it's a virtually kind of a hangout that's just always kind of going on or and then there's like very pointed like like my mom will always just be seemingly like knows when I'm driving or they knows what I'm timing. Not, it's like, Hey, are you guys around December 3rd through the 5th? Because I'm thinking maybe it would be a good time for me to come. But if you're not don't, you know, and I'm like, I, and I never can, I never am in the right place to like <laughs> address it. Uh, and so some of those get on and sometimes she's writing to me and my wife. So I'm like, well, maybe Marilyn will answer this. I don't really care. Picking up the slack. So, um, yeah, it, but sometimes you feel like we all we all know that our phones are in front of our are, are five feet away. So everyone knows, like you saw, you must have seen this. Right. And so when you're waiting for a response, yes. you're like, "What are you possibly doing?" Well, it's a funny idea because we're all addicted to our phones, so it's kind of like saying, "Like, oh, I forgot to shoot that heroin." I like I had, oh gosh, it, it, it slipped no, away. It's like you no, you saw looked. it. You saw it, and then you went onto Instagram or you went onto Amazon or whatever, and you didn't. I wasn't the priority in that experience on the phone. Also, what's this thing when people are like, "Oh, their their notifications are turned to silence." It's like, that, that's, that's not true. That's just not true. What is that? Oh, I well, I think sometimes if I'm like in a meeting or if I'm recording or doing something that really I, I am not like I'm shooting something. I will put that on. And then you don't get the texts? I but feel you like you get that's you, what's funny about you it. Is you look, you see text. them anyway. You will just not get the alert. Right. But, but I, if you go into messages you will see that. Like I have my phone on do not disturb out of respect for you and I don't see that's anything. Very respectful. But if I do go into here I have tw- fucking 12. Anybody messages. good? Uh Weinstein? Well, what? Wait, didn't he die? No, Weinstein's alive. He Who's is? Mm-hmm. Weinstein's alive. Oh, this is interesting. Inter- I had to give some information about uh, I'm flying, you know, mm-hmm. February. Uh, and I said, um, they asked me when my birthday is, and it's 2376. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? Uh, February? Yeah. 23rd? No, February 3rd. Oh, February. I was going to say yeah. that's our daughter's. <laughs> but they wrote, daughter's they wrote February 3rd or March 2nd. Like, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not British. I'm not British. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what the hell? February. So these Jesus are the kind of people Christ. you have to cut out of your life. But listen, <laughs> Tina, I think we've given you good advice. I think you just need to drop it mentally. If if it's a, it'll just be a little boon if she does, you know, come I back. I think we should go over it some more. No, no we got you. <laughs> Tina, right. good luck to you. Enjoy Toronto. And the good Thank news is the work's so already done. She's not writing you back, so you just don't have to write her forward. And let's start manifesting a new friend for you. Someone... Yeah exciting and fun who also is like that, those people don't live in toronto <laughs> <laughs> hey that's right. just a joke for my canadian friends good luck out there thank you good luck honey thank you love you guys love Bye. you too is that dog bothering you tim you see no okay. uh, not at all how okay. could it be look well, at i don't know some people don't like dogs um all right well what should we do now we have the, tim we could leave this we up have to this you. are we doing okay we're doing another caller yeah. yes okay that we was, asked virginia you, well, you know, we're trying to do calls that are in your comfort zone. So we. 
This one's about a, 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 apparently like a crazy bukkake party. Okay, and she was yeah. sort of wondering about etiquette. <laughs> so this I know is directly in your comfort that's zone. That's my scene. Comfort zone. <laughs> You're uh, scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bukkake scene. I'm kind of big in the bukkake scene. That's sort of my deal. All right, listen. Uh, we have someone waiting in the wings. We Why are is it that I'm known sort of as a prudish guy? I feel like that's just, you pick no, up on that. No, you just. Um, Even though some of my work isn't at all. It's not. It's uh, Yeah, you, you've really, delved into well, the realm of vulgarity, haven't yeah. you? Of and course. sincerity with your music. Yes. I feel like there's some sincerity there. Oh, there for sure is. But well, not your stand-up. That is kind of interesting about you because your comedy is, I wouldn't say insincere, but it's definitely like, it's uh, abstract to an arm's length. Yes. And your music is so intimate. Do you do you think that there's a, like an actual psychological thing that you're doing where you have like a Jekyll and Hyde with your comedy and your music? They're, uh, they're just different muscles or you know they're they 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 satisfy different parts of my creative life and just uh I, I mean this is like 10 years ago or something sort of being like i don't want to just do this one thing yeah i don't want to just be like trapped in irony right 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 because <laughs> that gets old and get you get bitter and you get kind of like it just gets boring and and it, it just limits you that's great and so i just said like let that go and i love sincere music i love music that has meaning and heart and i don't think i don't think those i don't think you can really write that kind of music until you've kind of lived a little bit mm-hmm. and, and and have life experience like you know 16 year like when you're in high school and college writing music it's stupid you know like what do you have to what, say what do you have to say right. i mean you can be very good musically proficient and everything but but why are young people generally better at at music Oh, I don't know. When they have um, less, they like, have like huge producers. I mean, speaking them? of Bob Dylan, I mean, you won't. Right. You well, won't Bob, I mean, there's that certain it was better when he was young. Certain ab. <laughs> At least that you. No, can agree I can, with me. sure. I guess I can agree with that. Well, he, th- there are anomalies, and you're like, holy shit! How did it? Right. Like Bob, Bob Dylan is 20 years old writing Masters of War, and you know all these amazing songs. But you know, so there's very there's the potential for very literate. Um, extremely, you know, genius level creative people when they're very young. Well, because you're well, also really hungry when you're young. No, in this it's year. not that. It's society. It's like it hadn't been done yet. So there was like an opening. But for he was it. lifting from a lot of people too. And yes. there was a lot of, there was, it wasn't, you know, there was, uh, I don't know if there was Woody a lot Guthrie. of. Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie, Hank Williams. and Cash po- Didn't he steal from Joan Baez? Like it was like, yeah. he like came to like see her and like, you know, became her boyfriend yeah. and then kind of. But when you're young, you're, I don't mean hungry, like you want to succeed. I mean, you're also striving to like understand the underpinnings of life and the meaning of it in a way that you, you don't have that same introspection as a per, an older person with a lot more experience. A lot yeah. more experience, you're looking back and, and trying to, uh, deconstruct and right. understand what you've experienced when you're young you're trying to like look forward and figure out what the world is and that yeah. can create a creative kind of and he's, he's in the early stuff he's writing about what's happening in the world it's kind of journalistic and it's in, right and then the, he gets the old, when he gets into his mid-30s he's writing uh blood on the tracks which is very personal it's about his di- his divorce from his wife and it's very it's i think it's deeper and more interesting remember when he stopped smoking and did lay lady lay lay lady lay <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like his voice was just lay, different. Lay, lay. <laughs> he, he like, Sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> but that's cool. Like he was trying different things. Yeah. He's definitely tried a lot of things. I, 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 and I relate to what you're saying about like that's for me what memoir is for me is like it's a, uh, it's a less sort of aggressive. I can be funny, but I can also like take three pages and go into purely emotional stuff. Yes. And it can be like a different expression of sort of who I am and the things I'm thinking about in a way that I'm not as comfortable doing on stage. Sure. I don't want to do that on stage. Yeah, yeah. Then you turn into like a. 
a type of comedian that we shall not mention. Yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna find out at the break. All right, we're gonna call Elizabeth in West Virginia, Mountain Mama. I don't think I've ever been to West Virginia. I've never been there either. Have you? That's a good question. I well, shoot, it's might. I might have just been there because it was. The, it's a, it's on the border of Cincinnati. East Virginia. That that would be uh, Kentucky, Wait, actually. There's Sorry, not no. East Virginia. I know that was a, oh. a little a little riff. <laughs> Someone could you guys could have convinced. I'm me. I'm sure I've driven through West Virginia. Have I spent time okay. there? I don't think so. Listen, Elizabeth, I gotta say, I don't want to reveal my own ignorance and bigotries, but when I saw West Virginia, I will say that I did not picture you. <laughs> How's it going? Elizabeth? I can imagine. Yeah, it's Natasha, <laughs> Moshe, and our friend Tim Heidecker is here today. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Uh, cool to meet you. Happy to be here. What Thanks city are you in West Virginia? Or town? Um, I'm in, well, okay, so Loaded I'm in Deep West Appalachia. I'm like half an hour drive from the closest town, which is a town of 400 people. Wow. Yeah. Is your internet being provided by Waterwheel? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We collect rainwater, actually. I, it, I believe uh, it. Yeah. That's cool. We should go visit. All right. Um, all right. Well, how can we help you? Okay. So this setup, why I'm here in, in deep Appalachia, I moved here um, primarily for the work. Uh, I'm doing a just a job that I've honestly never felt. Uh, I've never felt a job more of a better fit. Coal mining? Doing here. Um, <laughs> Had to do it. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. It's right so. down the road. Uh no, what is it? This Pretty is fascinating. Oh, the septum um, ring is not stylistic. It's so that you have to be an indentured servitude to the company town. <laughs> that's a class. That's a good little riff right there. Yeah, I bought it. I bought it with some script, actually. <laughs> From so the company store. Um, so you love your yeah. job. What is it? <laughs> so, okay. I love my job. Uh, I work at like a retreat center, education center, summer camp hybrid. I also like do some art classes with the local students. Um, it's really sick. It's awesome. Uh, and I have, I mean, I know that I want to be in a relationship. I'm someone who really enjoys being in a romantic relationship. Um, and I don't think that I have a lot of options in the <laughs> local area. That you have four hundred up. You have two hundred options. With. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. So I guess I'm trying to figure out or navigate. Like, okay, is do I just like put my desire for a relationship on hold for now? Do I? I've been on like some dating sites, um, and on some dates in like some bigger cities when I'm uh going to visit some friends or something but that's so yeah. frequent that nothing has really been sticking how old are you i don't know what to do i'm 30. i often think about people like you when i go to like a <clears throat> a little like we went to this place brighton bush hot springs over the summer and it's like the most beautiful place on earth but it is in the middle of fucking nowhere and everybody that worked there is like young and cool and alty and i'm like I get why I get the attraction of this lifestyle, but then how do you do the rest of your life? Like I, so I totally, I thought about this situation before and I mm -hmm. think, is there something to, uh, manifesting a long distance relationship? Like I'm anti long distance relationship. You're also anti-manifesting. <laughs> 
no, I'm saying like, well, manifesting, I don't mean that in a woo-woo way. I mean like you, you put your search terms on your dating apps into a larger field. You go into other states. Like I get, I bet by working at a retreat center in Appalachia, you've got a lot of money. That's pretty obvious. And so you could take some of that fat cash mm-hmm. that you make at the retreat center to like, Literally, are you joking? Is that I am joking? Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking?" <laughs> about? But I mean, uh, probably you you could find a way to like go to an out of town thing. I think there's something about I'm like I said, I'm anti long distance relationship. But for someone in your situation, finding somebody that's like not super far away, but far enough away, mm-hmm. uh, but close enough that you could go on the weekend or something like that and create that. And then you, then who knows? Maybe they'll take you out of your mountain home, or maybe they'll move to your mountain home. What's the city that's biggest that you could drive to? My touch point. There's a maybe one closer, but I spend a decent amount of time in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, man, I got like I'm. I'm just. I'm not kidding, and this. I'm not looking for a relationship because I'm in one. But I am flying into Cincinnati on oh, Saturday. Oh, wow. No, no joke. This really that, solves that whole. I don't know if you saw. I was on. I was dealing with my birthday on March second. So I will keep my eyes out. I guess. <laughs> well, but, here's something I can yeah, tell you. I just read that apparently all. I never did the dating apps because I met Moshe before they kind of really set in. But I will. I, I've been because Moshe's always making fun of me because I'm telling people to go out and meet people. But apparently all these apps are like trash now. Mm. There's like no people and really? they're like trying to like like Bumble's trying to charge people like per year to try to get the money right away. And people right. are like really high fees and it's like a wasteland. I just read like all. Would you would you confirm that? I, I think they're just kind of. Uh, would you yeah. confirm that? Conf- <laughs> yes or no. Or deny. <laughs> Can confirm. Can well, <laughs> so I'm just saying. I Well, think- and I feel like. Yeah, my time on dating apps, I've made like I've been hopping on and off them for maybe a, like the year I've been living here for just like a little over a year. Um, and yeah, it's like I meet like I've met a few people and it's cool, but it never goes anywhere. And like they know my situation of like, you know, I'm only in town and frequently, but. Yeah, I don't know. Slim pickings. I, I, I just think like. because of the dating app situation and because if this article was right that was citing every single dating app and how people just aren't using them in the same way because people are just frustrated, maybe this is going to be a shift a little bit for society to start going out again and meeting people. And my advice is always to like go to the cool, like let's say you like Tim. No, like let's say you like Tim. He's coming to your place coming to your city or even to Cincinnati to play a show, it's like those are the kind of places you meet people who also like what you like. I feel like you're missing the fact that she lives mm-hmm. in deep Appalachia. But I'm just saying she's going to have to travel. Yeah, I think I think that's your secret. Uh, your secret is opening your uh, framework of what a relate. If you are committed to staying in this little retreat center, mm-hmm. opening your framework of what it means to be in a relationship, because the odds of a person coming to your retreat center to work, because that's the only actual realistic uh, thing is either you find someone in old Appalachia town that's going to dust off the coal dust and come be your lover or someone's going to come get a job at your retreat center that's like your heart mate these both seem unrealistic but to they you. might happen mm, they might happen if you make all these other you know m- you know like 
for example, like we're trying to train a dog right now, but like he was like snap barking at us and like the trainer gave us like five different things. <laughs> Not that, that one, <laughs> a different one. <laughs> we, got a, we got a German Shepherd, but you know, it was like, she's like, also don't pat it on the head, pat it underneath. And also make sure to use this drag leash and also give it, like she just told us like 10 different things and it's like by doing them all, you kind of can start to mm. get to the root of it and I, and same with, anything it's like you just have to kind of like think of it as a petri dish so it's like yeah someone might come who's going to be your twin flame mm-hmm. at uh the heart oh twin flame <laughs> don't have join an online yet, community no. oh, oh is it's it a reality show it's a, it's a it's a documentary on netflix about uh like a love cult an online but it cult. all happens on zoom oh the whole thing they, it's this charlie manson it's level mind wild. control but it's all over zoom wow that could be really good for no. you elizabeth no. because you're on zoom you could get sucked into a love cult Here's the thing. I kind of think I have the tool set to like run a love cult. Maybe if I start my own thing. Well, then you should definitely be be able to get something going on. One question is like the this retreat center. uh, People must come in and out to be to do the retreat. Right. Is it weird to like if you see somebody there? Yeah. to Like be a predator to the guests. (laughs) Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I do. I have a very strict like I when I am in a work capacity here, I am celibate just because of the, you know, the nature of hosting and hospitality. So, right. Could you but you? Uh, could but da- if I had a long term partner, it would be different. You know what I mean? Like you could date someone that worked there. That would be acceptable in in theory. Yes. But uh, the staff is the director and me right now. So <laughs> it's. <laughs> Listen, I just think you have to start going to things, start. Maybe there's someone who you're friends with in the retreat center. Maybe you guys can go see how, me and Moshe play in Cincinnati or how something. How far away is Cincinnati? Like, what's the drive? It's like three hours. So Ooh. it's. Ooh, that's right. I mean, Once it's a, a month. Once a month. It's a weekend trip. Yeah. Just you try could, to go to shows in Cincinnati. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Or, or art exhibits or anything that's like yeah. in a zone. Because a lot of times, like, I remember I did that when I was single. I would like go see Philip Glass play. Like anyone who I really love. And you're just and like this in the audience. Like. There were hot guys in the audience. I swear <laughs> to God. Who doesn't go to a Philip Glass concert trolling for dick? That's like classic. <laughs> That's what you do. No, but I mean, just anything that I would get like a thing for, like, you know, an antique market where I thought there would be like cool vendors and there was also some music playing. I mean, you just have to kind of start say, going out to these things. I disagree with Tim right. and Natasha here. I don't think the secret to your success is on every third weekend going to Cincinnati <laughs> hoping to run into your soulmate. I think that if you're committed to staying in this country-ass uh, retreat center, your only hope is to harness the power of the internet mm. and find people online that you can create. I've never given this advice before, but find people online that you can create a long-distance relationship with because that, if you're going to stay in Appalachia, your only hope is to find someone using a, this larger tool. Find people out there and then start to bring them to the retreat center or you fly to them and then eventually maybe romance will happen. Are you into like, uh, I mean, are you in any groups online or things like shared interests, like, I don't know, this podcast or other things that you'd be, you'd like, because there's like Discord and there's, you know, Twitter exactly. and like n- not so much Twitter anymore, but. Twitter, you could find a lot of really cool people. Yeah, no, but <laughs> like there are like message groups or Reddit or something where I, I know my audience has made, there's been a lot of friendships really? and, and a lot of, and I think a lot of relationships develop through just online. Through your Discord? 
I don't know directly through the Discord, but there's people that meet each other that way, and then yeah, I mean that's cool. Um, and and then you already have a base like, oh, you're into this, me too. What's your deal? And then that sort of you know, it's less of a dating app. It's more of like socially yeah. engaging with people of liked interests. Yeah. That, that's what and I mean. And then you know, I, someone's not like gonna vote for Trump or whatever. Oh, you don't know where Elizabeth is holding. She lives in West Virginia. She might be a hardcore Trumper. I'm just saying, you know, like-mindedness. No, I totally agree. I, 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 I think it's not about getting uh, on Tinder. I mean, it could be expanding Tinder to nationwide. I don't even know if you can do that, actually. But I think Tim's right. It's about finding people in online communities and opening yourself up to the possibility that actually a long-distance relationship might be the, the, the most intimate I can be in this situation it, that I I think these in. are like all good I, like you said about the dog training try uh, try a variation of all these things try go, go into Cincinnati see a show that you like join an online community open yourself up to the concept of a long distance relationship and and no and, and when you start dating if someone's like I just I don't want anything serious you know maybe you can like cut you know like be really focused on what you want and give yourself two years and at least you have mm-hmm. this job now you, they can you know maybe you can move to a different place if it's just feeling too isolating okay. I have these friends that are both in both leaders of, a, of bands and they're in a relationship and they're, and they're almost always like ships in in midstream or whatever ships in, in two ships crossing in the yeah. night ships in the um, night and and I was I talked to him about it. It was like, isn't that hard? And he goes, it's great. We like figure out we figure out ways to see each other. And when we don't, it's great too because we're we have our our alone time. And man, so if I, I had a relationship like that, I would be so in love. <laughs> First like, of all, you're here's supposed how you to be, make it work. Uh, you're he supposed lives to be in Ohio. So you're supposed to be in love currently. <laughs> yeah. And we also do both work on the road a lot. Yes. You kind of do have that relationship. Yeah. No, I just think it's so like... time away is great. I like ta- <laughs> I like, I like going on tour, getting away, going, doing, you know, a movie or something out of state. Like, I think, I don't, I mean, I think my wife has a slightly different opinion on it, but she understands that it's, it's part of, it's how, our, it's how things are. And I personally like getting away and it's not that I'm, it's not nothing, not that I don't love my family. It's just that the separation of, you know, it's no, it feels healthy. So I think separation way. is, is helpful and is possible. And so long distance relationships, especially it's kind of easy to, you could talk so easily. Now you can communicate so easily wherever you are. You can always be in touch, not like our last caller, but, and then, you know, getting together is fun and getting a meeting in Chicago for a week or, yep. or a weekend or, uh, you know, wherever tra- doing trips together. So I agree that re- long distance relationship might be um, a thing to not discard. It's not ideal, but you live in such an unusual way that it might be the the option that you have. And I think it's not a terrible option. And if it, if it becomes a very serious relationship, then the conversation within that relationship is, all right, should we, do I change my career? Do you move here? Do we, what do we do? I think the answer is very obvious that if it does come to that conversation, Elizabeth should change their career. For yeah. sure, because uh, guaranteed. <laughs> there are retreat centers everywhere. Yeah, well, it's also, it's just a funny, the, the guy, do you date women or men or both? Whatever. The person is like, uh, yeah, I'm an attorney here in Cincinnati. Uh, I guess I could move to your small <laughs> retreat center. Or perhaps you could come here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck, Tina. I'm, I think we really helped you. Elizabeth. That's Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think we really helped uh, you. What do you think? I do L- want to say... LDR? Are this, you down? Actually, I think I could dig that. And I think I really appreciate like shifting the view. Like Online relationship doesn't have to mean an online dating app. Like... 
I will also say I've been trying to find a group of friends who um, would go to Burning Man with me at oh. some point. Oh, you guys both so, step like, back. I got a hundred percent. I mean, uh, and and within com- alternative communities like Burning Man, there are the people like you that are living these like odd. Uh, sort of uh, like I don't want to say isolated but just like unusual situation like I said these people at this hot spring thing you're not the only person in this situation so I'm sure there's somebody out there some national park ranger that's looking at the gila lizard for nine months a year that's like yeah that's a perfect situation we can chat online and then I can fly into your retreat center and you can fly into my gorge and we can have a fun thing yeah fly into my gorge baby (laughs) but Burning Man Burning Man wouldn't be terrible to find other communities it's exactly what Tim was saying he was right finding other communities where people are in unusual situations that would be interested in a in a, a non-traditional romantic entanglement and you clearly have game you think you can join you could think you can start a love cult so yeah. it's like you're you're gonna be fine and you've got great teeth <laughs> yeah if you, if you have those wow. skills you great can smile you can use them to manipulate someone that wouldn't want to be in a long distance relationship you could use you could control their mind and make them do it you're right all right. Well, well thanks, y'all. Good I do luck. have one more thing to say. Yes. Mo- it's pronounced Appalachia. Like, I'm going to oh. throw an Appalachia I'm and not sorry. Appalachia. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. That's okay. Appala- no, Appalachia. No one Appalachia. knows. That yeah. seems like a tomato tomato. Appalachia. <laughs> Appalachia. <laughs> Appalachia. Appalachia. Cool. Appalachia. All it's right. actually not like that because you want to say yeah. Appalachia. If you're from the Midwest, you'd say Appalachia. Appalachia. All right. Listen, we got it. Yeah. Consider us our privilege checked. Okay. <laughs> good. Thanks, Jill. Okay. Bye, bye Thanks so much, everyone. That was great. I like that she felt so satisfied from that because I don't really think we helped her. No, I think we did help sure. her. Oh, because she had like a... I mean, who knows? She had like a, a kind of a block with She the was online. locked into a traditional mm. uh, romantic mindset in an unbelievably untraditional lifestyle that it could never happen. Like, it could never happen. She's never going to drive into town right. 30 minutes into Appalachia and find her lover. I mean, maybe, but it seems unlikely. Driving to Cincinnati every third weekend and then happening to fall in love at a Tim Heidecker show, maybe, <laughs> but unlikely. Like, it's her best bet is to untraditionalize her view of what romance could be. Right. I'd temporarily lose the septum ring just to, <laughs> just to widen, just to widen, no, widen the, the net. You're yeah, so net. right, because I don't even notice them. And then I was doing a show with, like, an older guy who was, like, 55, and there were all these cute girls on set, and he was like... Why do they have those things in there? He just couldn't get past it. You're kind of like that, huh? I'm a little like that, only in the sense of, like, uh, from a practical standpoint, I was th- I'm always picking my nose and <laughs> scratching my nose, and that would seem such a in, uh, such a uh, encumbered thing to have there that I just. I, I, I just have a personal preference against those. Uh, that would have been... I mean, where but, were you when she was on the line? That would have been the first bit of advice. Well, my first advice yeah, would but be of course, lose the septum ring. I respect everyone's wishes and how they want to present well, themselves. Well, no, I meant it. Like, when I looked at her, I'm like, oh, this is like a, you know, like an alternative lifestyle kind of person. And I can't... It's so interesting to me that those a lot of those people are, dr- are drawn to these very small communities to do agricultural work or retreat center kind of work. And then you just you've you've voluntarily isolated yourself from other people like you because they're all in these urban cities. Yeah, this is a difficult situation. Wait, Tim, uh, would I, you rather have Marilyn have ear gauges? Good question. Or those big, s- the big yeah, fat ones, though. <laughs> big ones. Or a septum ring. Oh boy, her hair would cover up the ear. Gauges, yeah, I guess but the ear ears, gauges are uglier. Yeah, I don't none of that. <laughs> I've noticed this is maybe anecdotal, but 
but women with big, bigger noses sometimes have nose rings, and I don't get that. Do, have you ever noticed that? No, I've never noticed <laughs> that. Like, you know, whatever. It, I was like, if you had a bigger nose, if you had what, what people, what, what, you have a small nose. Thank you. Like a, your, your nose is too small. It's yeah, it is too nose. small. It's a freak. It, you're it's a, a freak. freak. There's something wrong with your nose. a big honker. Yeah, a big old honker. You wouldn't want to put any kind of... Anything to draw attention. Maybe it's owning it. You know what? That might be, and that's fine. And listen, it's all good. When I, the, I just wanted to know, like, <laughs> like, none of this is really that important. Please stay away from me if you have an issue with my opinions on nose rings. No, you haven't said anything inflammatory. All you said is you've noticed people with bigger noses often pierce their nose. You haven't said whether I big like noses whether, are bad and they should right. not be pierced. The night I pierced my nose, I came uh, when I was, I think, 17. Okay. I came home. My mother saw it. I was still living with my mother. She began to weep. Oh, same I, thing happened to me. I ran out of the house. Uh, to, I was like, I can't deal with this, mom. Yeah. I went to a rave, and at the rave there was this punk rock girl, like super punk. I don't know what she was doing at a rave, but we started flirting, and we ended up going home together. And, making, and she had a septum piercing, yeah, uh, like a uh, a hook, yeah, you know, one of the the classics. And we started making out, and in the course of our making out, her septum ring hooked onto my nose ring. <laughs> Pulled it out and I was covered Are in you blood. Serious? That was all that in one is day. Amazing. My mother cried. In blood? Covered, just blood that streaming down incredible. my face. Yeah, I have no piercings. I have no tattoos. I've, that's not something I ever wanted in my life. Me too. Okay, well, listen, Tim, is there anything where people can mm. find you? Find you? Office Hours Podcast, I'd say. Office Hours Live. Uh, that's the that's the handle. Patreon.com slash Office Hours Live. That's where we, that's how we fund the show. It's Your podcast a, is so funny. Do you do it every day? I feel like. No. It, it feels like you it's clearly no, I don't do it every day. <laughs> well, it, it, I, just, I hope so. I mean, I do it like once a week. Have, just once a week? Yeah. Oh, but wow. we generate, it's a two hour show. We generate a lot of stuff out of those two Maybe hours. it just felt like all day when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. It was just like. And you're on tour going to oh no you're no. Doing, shooting a movie you're not doing music or comedy stuff on not, tour nothing days. when All does right. this come out is this that's a good question three weeks from now oh no okay so i am doing so this is announcing in real life in a couple of days but i'm doing a, a, a two sh- two night event in portland in march cool called tim fest and it's, it's it's the on cinema it's office hours it's the music it's stand-up oh, everything you do everything i do oh, over that's two amazing nights. what yeah. venue uh, the Aladdin. I love the Aladdin. That's yeah, an that's amazing great. idea. Wait, so you like you do like hat like two of the things on? Yeah, we'll do like one day. We'll be office hours, and then Neil Hamburger, and then the band, and then the next next day we'll be on cinema. DJ Doug Pound, and then the band doing another set. That's amazing. So it'll be. Uh, You're not doing that. any stand up though. I might. I'll do a little like in between. In, yeah, in between stuff. And uh, do people I, buy a, like a pass for Tim? There's Fest? gonna yeah. There's all these different <laughs> levels. It's it's a mess. That's great. But I want to do a Moshe fest. Well, see, Tim's you always have to do ahead more of the things. Game. Smaller <laughs> venue, smaller <laughs> venue for sure. But I'll do no, a couple. I, yeah, I, I do more than one thing. It's I, gonna be. It's like um, you know, I'm bringing up Doug and Vic and and Greg and the band, and we're that's all. Awesome. So it's it's an experimental. You know, if it works, great. We'll do it. You know, all over the place. But um, I hope it works. I'm gonna go ahead like and guess thing. that it's gonna work. Oh, thank you. Go to Tim Fest. Go watch Office Hours and Tim. This is so fun, of course. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Tim.